Yeah. I'm an alcoholic. So this week, I kind of want to be an alcoholic. Yeah, basically. basically. <laughs> I don't know where to start. Yeah. This is Hypothetical Help with Scott and Terpster, neither of whom are actual therapists or counselors. Any advice given on this show is truly hypothetical. everybody and welcome back to hypothetical help episode hello. two hello good morning it's morning for me not for you it is a fine summer weather evening Aww. but i don't know what we're in are we in spring mm. are we in summer what spring. is may spring it's supposed to be spring, spring. Mm-hmm. well it is hot as stuff <laughs> come on give me an example hot as what give me a thing hot as um like if you went uh, on a treadmill uh-huh. and you were jogging right. for like seven, maybe even eight minutes, <laughs> that hot. You you got a bit of a sweat on because you're like, whoa, yeah. it is quite warm. Mm, that hot. Which over here in England, obviously, is probably the hottest day we've ever had. Um, so it's a lovely, beautiful day to be inside with the blinds drawn and my lights on. Uh, to record a podcast (laughs) fantastic i'm glad to hear how hot it is there here it is beautiful spring-like cool breeze warm weather beautiful sun i'm going to the lake later i'm going to feed some ducks i got this all worked out it's amazing wow yeah wow scott i mean how old are you to (laughs) do do you do you buy bread specially for the ducks or is this left over or (laughs) it's funny the minute you started saying that i realized how that sounds like How an old, old guy I thing. Am. Yeah. Some old man. Oh, it's so lovely here. It's so temperate and nice and pleasant. And I'm going to feed some ducks. Yeah. That's good. It may as well be pigeons. Do you ever pigeons. think, mm. are they ducks mm. or are they actually rabbits? Ooh, when no. When you see that, that picture mm. that is both a rabbit and a duck. What the hell are you talking about? What is that? You know the picture. You look at it and they're like, it's a rabbit. And then they say, no, it's a duck. I Oh, Google it. Rabbit, rabbit duck. Picture. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I've there never seen this. This is uh, You've never okay. seen the rabbit duck. All right. When oh. I saw it, if okay, let me tell you what my first impression was, because this is the first chance we've had to try this. Uh, I immediately see a bird. I wouldn't call it a duck, though, but I see okay. the bird first. Now I see okay. where the rabbit is. I get it. But it definitely duck first, rabbit second. Okay. So there you go. So maybe you've been feeding the rabbits all this time that's very very weird it's freaky such is the mind scott yeah and obviously we are experts of the mind hypothetically yeah. speaking of course are we we know everything oh. about the human psyche and how it works and how to exploit it we should rename this show for clickbait life hacks <laughs> uh hypothetical help life hacks <laughs> Life and everyone's hacks. like, yeah. yeah, everyone's like, oh, wow, man, this is great. And I'm like, you want to be successful? Mm. Well, how about you think successful? Yeah. Wake up in the morning and remember, you're the dog. Yeah. And you look yourself in the mirror and you go, woof, like that. Jeez. And you know, you're like, people... so you're like that guy in a full metal jacket, man, just giving yeah, it to exactly. the people. Yeah, exactly. I could be like Tom Cruise in Magnolia. Ooh. He's one of my favorite uh, motivational speakers. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a great film. Do you think you get a lot? Fr- you think you get a lot out of uh, not to deter us too much, but a lot, a, a lot of that particular performance seemed to be driven by perhaps his foray into Scientology and its its sort of get up on stage and motivate peopleness. You know what I mean? A little bit. Hey, Scott, yeah. it's all about making money. All right. Okay. Okay. And I think we should obviously point at this point. Uh, the Patreon's going really well. Thank you, everyone who's already <laughs> supported us. 
Uh, at the time of recording, we are 60% of the way there. Yeah. And we are, uh, I guess we're kind of 50%-ish now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, of recording this episode uh, yeah. of, of this the three prepaid, thanks to Texas Beard Company, yeah. episodes. Yeah. So if we can carry this forward, and to be honest with you, looking at a graph and a trajectory, um, we can't. But <laughs> if people decide that they can give kindly and support the show yeah. then come episode four it should be happening it should happen and and and, and yeah if you could do an, an analytical uh, you know treatment here and try to figure out where we're going to be by the time episode three airs which again big thanks to texas beard company for making all three of the first episodes possible uh but in theory you know we're we're kind of we're we're on the slow burn and if we don't get there by week after next there may not be a fourth show until we hit it now if we hit it, there's a fourth show, and there's shows forever as long as we maintain that goal number. Yeah, exactly. And, and we'll never bring it up again other than to say, thanks to our patrons. If you'd like to support, go here. That'll be it. It won't be any commercialism. There's no sponsors ever. That'll be all it'll ever be. Yeah. And that'll be amazing. So That will be beautiful. Get us there. Uh, go to patreon.com slash hypo help. Hypo help. And obviously, go to Texas Beard Company at texasbeard.com. Use the code hypo help to get 20% off anything in their store yep. and free shipping of orders over 25 bucks. Correct. So big thank yous. Yeah, we love them. They're great. And uh, my beard could use a little help right now. So I'm going to, I'm sure hypothetically it could <laughs> really but good. Scott, I think it's quite a nice beard. Thank you very much. Let's jump into our calls. Of course, this show is about giving you bad help. Bamo. Yeah. No, Scott. Well, okay. No. Decent help. Don't believe the haters. It's about <laughs> thinking outside the box. <laughs> And sometimes that's dangerous. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. some people they like the box. They yeah. like it. It's nice and regular. It's a thing that's familiar. I know what a box is. Mm-hmm. But outside of a box, do you know what's outside of a box? What's outside? Everything, Scott. Whoa. Everything. Whoa. Whoa. Infinite up until the edge of the universe. And do you know what some people say? There's many universes. Potentially, our universe is inside a box. Mm-hmm. So even then. Mm. We're thinking outside that box yeah. with some of these helps. A week ago, I learned a great lesson from Game of Thrones where, yes. it, where it said this lesson to Easy me. Easy on the spoilers. Scott, no spoiler. No spoiler. Somebody knocked on a door and I'll say the person in the door said, sorry, you can't come in. And the person outside the door said, I have nowhere else to go. And the person at the door said, you actually have everywhere else to go. Oh, think of that. Go. Think of that. That's good. Let that sink in. Let that let that absorb into your Less sultry skin. Mm-hmm. Or fewer. <laughs> I really actually thought it was pretty profound. Anyway, uh, we're going to start with a question. These come to us, by the way, at 801-471-0462. Leave us messages. Shorter the better. Uh, good questions, interesting questions, funny questions, whatever it is you want to hear bad advice for, uh, we're here for you. Here's our first one. It's about keeping the band together. Hi, guys. I have a question for you. I am a musician. I've been playing in an indie folk band with the same people for a little over a year now. And since last summer, our other singer has um, kind of been MIA and been tied up with a lot of other uh, duties. He got into grad school at MIT, very prestigious uh, school. And right before he went in, he took a long seven-week trip to Southeast Asia in which the three of us, uh, continued to play on without him, hoping that when he came back, things would get back to normal. And since he's come back and started grad school, we've just been really struggling to get his time. 
And it's to the point where uh, we're starting to, some of the members are starting to think of other projects because we're just not active enough. And we're trying to think of a way to sit down and talk to him about it and talk to him about his time because we know it's something that he loves to do, but uh, he's just, he's, he's kind of over himself with both grad school work and then trying to do his hobbies. Okay, so here's what I would say just right off the bat. Um, how many bands start and end and never go anywhere? Probably most, most of them, right? Yeah. It's like yeah, getting into the NBA or something. You've got like, you know, I don't care how much you practice outside, how good you think you are, there is a s- tiny, tiny percentage chance that one, you know, it's like one out of a million kids who all think they can play in the NBA make it to the NBA. It's got to be something like that for bands. I think it's it's tricky though because there is an element of luck. There's an element of right place, right time, yeah. and critical mass. You know, when you get that much attention and support from an audience that labels or venues or whatever it is take notice, and you can start to become more serious as it becomes a thing. But much like podcasts, Scott, it's very easy for people to put out music now well not too but, easy you know there's work involved sure but at the hypotheticalhelp.com you can support us at <laughs> patreon.com but you don't have to have a label you don't have to have right. a, a band manager mm-hmm. you know anyone can record music albeit very bad mm-hmm. and they can put it out there and often that's what happens you see it on youtube in that everyone wants to be a youtuber but doesn't necessarily have the the fortune of charisma or any form of plan on how they're going to entertain an audience so firstly i was excited to hear it's an indie funk band i love funk uh, no it's folk even sorry and i like folk but i like funk more um so maybe he could fuse funk and folk and make some funked up folk and then <laughs> i might be a champion and supporter and that's always a great thing right but obviously what we see here is is I think a lot of people encounter this, less so with the band, but more so friends as you grow up and you start to develop your own lives and interests and follow followings, you grow apart. And it's a it's a sad reality. Mm-hmm. Scott, how many people, you know, when you were at school, I'm sure you had some very close friends. Sure. We were inseparable, are still, right? At the are time. you still close friends with your your high school friends? No, none of them. Well, I mean, they're acquaintances. Occasionally, there'll be a little Facebook exchange or, oh, hey, remember this? And they'll send me an email about something that happened in school or be a reunion talk or something. But the the kind of we're together every day, all day, hanging out on the weekends, doing all the stuff we used to do, all our common interests, none of that stuff persists. You just can't do it. You can't yeah. keep it up. It's those those who work. do that, those who can pull that off, I always admire because I feel like, you know, I'm thinking of some prominent examples like... um uh mike and jerry from penny arcade there's an example of guys who were in high school together they met they gelled they created stuff and here they are in their late 30s still doing but do you think that that's an easy thing i, I think, think it's that's hard as i think to... it's super hard is what yeah. I think. yeah because those relationships look they made sense when you were younger because they just do for whatever reason and there's less pressure on you and you're kind of in this homogenous like place called school that seems so important at the time both socially and academically and later you realize Ugh, what a what a weird time that was and and all your emotions are on high alert because that's just who you are as you're growing up and you get older and that all sort of changes so to maintain that between even just two people 
and keep that flame alive, which again, I know there are examples of this, but it's rare for a reason. And most of the reasons it's rare is because when you get through that fire of evolving as a human being, you quite often find yourself wanting to be around other people or have different interests or you've changed or they've changed some or, or whatever Scott, the reason is, right? I want to hit you up with some science right now. Go for now. it. Hit me. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Something called Dunbar's number. Have you heard of Dunbar's number? No, Scott? I've not heard of John Dunbar's number. Dunbar's number is the the law that humans have a cognitive limit on the number of people who you can maintain a stable social relationship with. Whoa. And it's between 100 and 250 peoples. But they say normally it's about 150 people. Is that why, relationships the, is that why the average console or, or a video game console or, or service only like has about... Like and stuff like that. Yeah, it's yeah. about 200 people max. I mean, yeah, it's them also being lazy and, and stingy. But yeah, equally, <laughs> it's saying that it's very hard to have and maintain lots of social groups. I think when you up the quality of the group and the social interaction. And I think a band is got to be up there in terms of the amount of time you spend jamming, sharing creative ideas, being vulnerable, putting your soul out there and being like, Hey guys, I wrote this song about my dead cat. And you know, they're like, Oh dude, man, that sucks. Um, or, you know, that's, you need to have that intimacy mm -hmm. with a band yeah. and that's, you know, harder again to maintain if then, you are, maybe you're courting a lovely lady. Mm. Maybe you're married. Maybe you've got a kid. Maybe you've got a quite intense job where you spend a lot of time with other people. It becomes really hard to maintain that. Plus these bands, and, a lot of times, even when they succeed, they kind of hate each other later. Like a lot it, of it, you always hear these stories, yeah. right? They're like, oh, we almost broke up six times. And then when we finally did, then we came back. But then we don't talk to each other. We show up at tour. We, we, we have muscle memory where we play all this stuff together. We smile on stage. And then we all go our separate ways and don't want to see each other for a year. Like that happens a lot. You know, A lot. I think it's because you live hard. It's very demanding. Fame can be a fickle fickle mistress, Scott. Yeah. Um, as we both know, obviously, from being <laughs> top tier famous people. <laughs> Um, but I mean, we're lucky in that our interactions are quite sporadic. I think, you know, we, we sit down, we have intense, deep, thoughtful and helpful, obviously discussions sure. either about life issues, like how do you keep a band together yeah. or about other important things like World of Warcraft and whether or not Blizzard is truly informed in their decision-making. Yeah. Um, and obviously we bring that high caliber cognitive discussion to the table mm -hmm. but if we were if we were on a, a daily basis like that i think that it can it can suffer it can be tough to maintain that energy and all of that with everything else mm. so ultimately what i'm basically saying is obviously the question is how do we keep the band together how do we deal with this and i want to give the really non-committal crap answer of i don't think you can because this guy has already checked out and it's not his fault. It's just where his life's taken him. Mm. And, you know, it's for you guys. If you really love this band, you have to find someone else. But bear in mind that the realities and the reason that not everyone makes it as a band is because it's really, really hard to, to stay together, mm -hmm. keep the passion when you're not seeing any results or feedback. Yeah. You know, if, if everyone was saying, dude, that was amazing. You're the best band ever. Hey, I just heard how good you are. We want to book you for, for next weekend. Are you around? You know, that's when it becomes something where you see you get that momentum and you get that support and critical mass. And those are the bands that have it easier 
then you're banned. Yeah. So ultimately, Scott, I think what we're saying, or what I'm saying at least, is give up on your dream uh-huh. and find a really boring desk job, yeah. settle down right. and accept that that's all life is for you. <laughs> you are one of life's extras, uh-huh. okay? Yeah. You're getting a $50 day rate. You are not an A-lister. Yeah, that and that's right. the sad, sad truth, Scott. It hurts me to say it, uh-huh. but I've said it. I've, I've laid the hard, cold truth down. Yeah, don't let anyone tell you we don't give bad advice. Here's the other thing I was going to say about your Dunbar syndrome or whatever. Yep. Um, it's a number. It, it's yeah. Yeah, it's a number, number, sorry, not syndrome. Um, it really rings true to me. It's it's interesting because I deal with a whole bunch of people and I feel like part of the reason I'm able to is because all of my relationships that matter most to me right now outside of my children and wife are friends online. And how I think I'm able to do that if that Dunbar number holds, holds true is I only have to... It, Terpster and I will talk here. We're going to have a great time. And our friendship will, will flourish and be great. No but problem. But if we don't hit that $500 an episode, <laughs> this is over, <laughs> This is it. Guys. We're done. That's but, it. If, but if I had to go home with you oh, yeah. and sleep in the same room as you on the bottom bunk while you're up top snoring, and you and I okay. had to figure out breakfast in the morning, and you came home that afternoon with diarrhea, and I couldn't get in the bathroom because you're in there all day, and like you start to add in all the other interactions, it, it's, it's almost like I can have 10 people take up one of the 200 slot, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. That feels real to me. Like that, there's something that rings true about all of that. But I, equally, again, it's, it's, you question the the how how valid and how uh, worthy those social relationships are. And online, we get highlights. So this is why a lot of people end up looking at others and getting envious. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Oh man, look how cool that guy's life is! Yeah. Isn't that amazing?" It's because on social media, we we tend to give you the highlights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, there's some people who give every detail. Those people, they get muted because that's boring as anything. But for the, for those who are just like, oh, yeah, just hanging out with, I don't know, the queen. And then we say, oh, my God, you met the queen? We're like, yeah, we're BFFs. Oh, you got such a cool life. And it's like, well, yeah, I, I met her for like, you know, three seconds. And she asked me what I did and didn't really understand. Yeah. But you don't put that context in there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, online relationships, uh, friendships are often a series of sharing highlights, which is great still. Uh, but isn't the same as like a band where you are in it together for hours on end, going up against an impossible task and staying strong mm-hmm. and not turning on each other. Right. It's a stressful environment, man. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Uh, so what we hope Scott, happens. Yeah, I was obviously in a band when I was younger. Were you really? Now, tell me about and, this. Is this true? And well, it, it is true, Scott. But I mean, it, we weren't a very good band. Yeah, I imagine. Hence why I'm not in a band. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I think that that's. That's the reality. I loved uh, my experience and time in a band. Uh, we, you know, we we had some we had some great songs. We had one about a big fish, a little fish, and a goldfish bowl. Um, and it was yeah, it was just some 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 beautiful beautiful songs. Can you tell me what but role in the band you had? Were you singing? I you... was on rhythm guitar, oh Scott, which is just basically the guy who <laughs> plays chords and tries to you know strum madly. I was in my early teens, Scott. I won't say that we were the best early teen band out there. <laughs> Possibly one of them. But I, I don't have the expertise in the field to know how true that statement is. Yeah. But it was great fun, but equally really, really hard. Yeah. Um, in, in my time uh, with Yogs, we, we had a band that we worked with called Area 11. They're still a really established good band. And they go on tour. They've just been in Italy recording their second album. 
they decided to go at it. They had the financial support to kind of get that first album out and that exposure. And that gave them that head start. Um, equally, there was a member of the band when they first joined who didn't want to move to Bristol where we're based, um, had a life, didn't really feel he was into the band as much. And so they ended up having to sign a load of contracts to assign all the old music IP over, buy him basically out of the band to then carry on as a four instead of a five. Mm. And it's that sort of thing that, you know, you've got to kind of do if you want to be serious with the band. You've got to find yourself a new dude and go at it. Or you think this is for fun. This is not to be encompassing, in which case, you know, do you need to find a new friend to be in it? Or can you just have fun with your current friends who are in it? Okay, can you do me one favor? Yeah. Before we move on, can you can you do an, uh, a New Zealand accent at all? Is that the part of your repertoire? Uh, New Zealand? Yeah. yeah. New Zealand, uh, you got to say, okay, guys, band meeting. Uh, <laughs> you Brett. nailed it present you yeah, are stuff, weirdly yeah. that you've always kind of had the cadence of murray but that is creepy <laughs> that is something else man okay jermaine we've got here uh that you were uh exposing yourself oh no 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 i was i was uh i was explaining myself yeah and that's you know you could just go on for hours anyway that is incredible all right it's very close to the australian because in australian they say like oh where's the car whereas in new zealand they're like where's the car <laughs> Yeah, and it's, whereas in England, we're like, where's the car? And so it's, you know, it's, oh, it's oh I wish it? I could do a Murray. I'm jealous now of you, Murray. <laughs> all right. Well, Scott, you know, yeah. can't have it all. Highlights. No, you can't. I'll keep practicing. All right. Next up, another call. Uh, this one is about drinking again. We had one last week, well, sort of related. And uh, this one is kind of the opposite direction. Here you go. Hey, Scott and Terpster. This is uh, Josh calling for hypothetical health. So I just recently turned 21. Um, however, I have never got drunk or uh, really had a lot of alcohol. So I'm wondering, what's the easiest way for me to ease myself into the uh, college student, blackout drunk, like going out and partying and drinking lifestyle? Should I just like jump in head first and, and be that crazy guy? Or should I kind of ease my way into it, like start off with beer and then work my way up to hard liquor? All right. I wish I wish I understand the motivation to 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 that there's the pressure to do this to get all black because he wants to work up to blackout drunk that's crazy yeah exactly I mean there's something that uh I like to call pub fit and uh to be pub fit you have to be able to handle drinking enough that you can go to the pub with your other friends Mm. and not disgrace yourself (laughs) after one or two drinks okay you don't get pub fit overnight, okay? It's something that takes time. It takes uh, discipline and ultimately responsibility. You can't just dive in at the deep end. I don't know how much this guy wants to drink or feels he should drink. Yeah. And that's the, that's, the, that's the worrying thing is I don't want him to be feeling that he should drink. Uh, you, know, he, you should drink because... It's a social thing to do. It's a way to meet up with people. Um, as obviously last week, we had a guy who uh, was uh, sober for, was it? Eight months. Few mon- eight months. Yeah. 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 So, you know, that's, you, you obviously don't want to go um, to the point where it becomes an issue. But I, I'm, I'm a big believer in alcohol as a, as a, 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 a catalyst 
towards a good time. Sure. It's not needed, but it can help you get there. Yeah. And it's not uh, the ultimate goal though. Like no, the goal isn't no. I want to be blackout drunk. The goal no. is you want to have fun, you have the experience of being social or all those things. Like the, And when you, you know. get blackout drunk, Scott, you get horribly hungover and ill. And that's not fun. Nope. No one, no one sets out with the idea of well, some people do, but of of having that horrific hangover and you know the that side of things. Mm-hmm. But sometimes one drink it leads to another. You're having a great time. Yeah, of course I have another drink. Mm-hmm. I'm having a great time. Sure. And then before you know it, yeah, you're blackout drunk. Yeah. You know, you've you've drunk a lot. And you know, I I I like to when I go to a party. As long as I understand the, you know, the context of the party, and as long as we've got a, we've got a good group of people there, uh, I don't ever advise drinking excessively by yourself. Yeah, uh, that's that's a that's a slippery slope. Yeah, uh, but as long as you're all having fun together and again keeping up with each other, then that's always good. The thing that ruins a good night out drinking is someone who's really sober um and it's because <laughs> for them it's horrible because yeah. you just did the most hilarious thing all your other drunken tipsy friends found it hilarious as well but them as a sober individual probably a designated driver important yeah. let's not ignore it no, but they've guy. seen it for just the fact that you actually didn't pronounce or enunciate any words yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know and so they don't have as good a time they can bring the whole thing down yeah so it's tricky. Uh, that's also- that's me, by the way. So just for the for, for context there, I don't drink. So I was always designated driver. I was guy keeping track of everybody, making sure everybody was okay. And I can tell you from my perspective, there are lots of times when people think they are having the most outrageous time of their life. Things have never been funnier, crazier, or more interesting. And from my perspective, as a guy with zero alcohol in a system who's still there to try to have fun, they just look like screaming, bumbling idiots. Like there's nothing about what they were doing that looked that fun. So yeah, it makes me kind of the stick in the mud, right? And we're not, I'm not saying that you need to be that stick in the mud, but you could moderate yourself. And like Terpster said, moderate yourself based on the requirements of the situation to just go in blindly and go, I'm going to get sauced. Well, for why? What, what for? What's the, do you have an end game? Is the end game to keep up with somebody else? Is it to appear a certain way to somebody else? Or is it, because you are there to just have fun with your friends and you, it, whatever alcohol may come and great, whatever. But, but I, I don't know what it is. There's something about this idea that I'm 21 and now I'm going to go get trashed. I, I had my I 21st birthday in Florida. And I so I had in England, we can start drinking at 18, right? 18, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, no, 18. Yeah. You can drive at 17 and you can vote and drink at 18. You can have sex from 16. Uh, but I advise just do it all at once. It's great. Um, <laughs> no, obviously don't sex and drive, drive guys. Right, right, have right. sex and drive. Right. Uh, it's not illegal. Probably is. Uh, anywho, <laughs> I had my 21st in America. Uh, American uh, beer. You know, I don't. It's, it's, yeah, I don't know. People have their own tastes and you can be snobby if you want. I don't rate it personally. Sure. Uh, but it's, it's all about what you grow up with. Yeah. For example, uh, my lovely wife. Uh, she likes vodka. I can't drink vodka because when I was younger, I drank too much vodka. And so just really smelling it and drinking it reminds me of those horrendously 
ill moments in my youth yeah. where I overindulged in cheap, horrid vodka. Yeah. Um, gin, on the other hand, I can drink by the gallon. Uh, and, uh, you know, on a good night, sometimes I do because you don't get as bloated on hard liquor, as you Americans call it, yeah. as you would say on, on beers and, and ciders. Although you don't call cider what we call cider. It's, it's weird. Um, but, you know, sometimes it's good. So ultimately, I want to make sure that this, this fine young gentleman leaves with some useful advice yeah. because that's what we're about. Sure. And so start out, <laughs> Have a beer, okay? Mm -hmm. Don't go, don't go ham, okay? Just have a beer, and you'll be like, if it's the first time you've you've drunk it, you'll be, oh, that's a bit. Oh, I'm not sure about this. This is a bit much. Stick with it, okay? Is all I can say. Is it is an acquired taste, uh, and before you know it, you'll be loving it. Mm. Now, what you'll notice, beer is very. It can be very filling. There's, I mean, you have it by a pint normally, yeah, it's all, so it's, it's a all, lot of it's all yeasty lot of fluid and, yeah. to ingest. Sure. Uh, it's a lot of calories as well, but ultimately you're having a good time. You're young, you're fit. It's not going to be a problem. Yeah. Now, once you want to step it up, you have to find a nice, fun mixer that you, that works for you. And it, it depends on the, the the party, the venue you're at, as to you know what is your go-to drink of choice. Uh, Patrick Bejar, for example, likes a white Russian, which is vodka and milk. I know. <laughs> It's crazy. Holy crap. Um, I, I, uh, I like gin and tonics because they're easy and fairly affordable. Hey, what is the tonic part? Can you explain that real quick? So tonic is, is tonic water. So it's literally, oh. it's funny thing, gin and tonic, people don't understand this, but back in kind of colonial British times, yeah. over in India, you couldn't drink the water because it, was, it would kill you. Dysentery and all that horrid stuff. Yeah. So what they used to have is tonic water, uh, which is kind of processed bubbly water yeah it's, it's, it's a thing but anyway but pretty nasty tasting yeah. so what they used to do is add gin to that to make it more palatable so what we see kind of in terms of mixers which is like you would add tonic water to gin to make it more drinkable or you know coke to rum to make that more palatable actually was the other way around they added gin to tonic water just so that it wasn't as nasty to drink for back when they used it as a, I'm just thirsty, I'll grab myself a tonic in gin. So, um, yeah, there you go. A little bit of drink history I for like you. I like that, yeah. I feel like I've learned something today. So, so, yeah, so start off, have some beers, have a good time. Don't set out with the goal to drink a lot because, firstly, you probably won't be able to. You'll get stupidly tipsy off your first drink. Everyone will think you're a right numpty because you'll just be like, <laughs> And they'd be like, you've, you've literally had a sip. What's going on? Yeah. Um, but again, with great power comes great responsibility. Don't be a douche. Don't drink and drive. Yeah. Don't, you know, don't ruin anyone else's fun. Uh, and look after yourself. Yeah. You don't want to end up like the guy last week and then have to report back 10 years from now that oh, I'm finally four months sober after a horrible decade of Exactly. Of and, and when you're drunk, you are compromised. You're not yourself. You're not as able and as capable as yourself. Hopefully, if you get that right sweet spot, you're less self-conscious and can be more free and entertaining and fun in that environment. But you shouldn't need that. It can just sometimes be a nice enabler. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, don't don't go trying to, to drive or trying to like jump a dangerous ravine um, or anything where you can physically hurt yourself. Yeah. Just have a good time and be sensible. Yeah. Anyone who drinks a lot and thinks they're cool isn't. Yeah. 
yeah, I, w- I would recommend gotta, GTA yeah. Five while drunk. I think that's fine. Jump, uh, do you, you reckon? Oh yeah, drive, drive all you want in GTA Five while drinking. My guess is there's some pretty hilarious, hilarious results. Potentially, from it sounds slightly solo, a little bit worrying. But then again, uh, some of my best drinking experience have been playing World of Warcraft <laughs> with like some lovely. Uh, beverages mm-hmm. uh, with my guildies over Skype. Yeah. And so we'd be, you know, running instances, getting progressively worse at the game as the night went on, mm. but having a great time and then just stumbling into bed at the end of it. It was not together, um, but it was, uh, <laughs> you know, it was good fun. So ultimately, yeah. be sensible, yeah. have a good time, yeah. uh, experiment, and let's know how it goes. Yeah. Be smart, be good. And it's okay if you don't, don't, absolutely. Here's the one thing I would say finally. Don't do this because you think someone's expecting you to. Uh, much too contrary to popular belief, peer pressure does not end with high school. It continues through the rest of your life. And I would just say as an overarching sort of bit of advice, F those guys, do what you want to do. Right? Old man Johnson's got to go feed the ducks. I got to feed the I'd pigeons. I'd like to leave you with this piece of advice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Back in my day, <laughs> we had peer pressure. <laughs> and it's still here. Uh, big thanks to Texas Beard Company, who is not peer pressuring us at all. In fact, they're being very generous in helping us sponsor these first three episodes. Uh, today is no different here in the middle show. Uh, TexasBeard.com is where you want to go or TexasBeardCompany.com. Either one will get you there. Uh, HypoHelp is the code. It'll get you 20% off their store. Like Terpster said, always free shipping on orders over 25. They have beard care products that will embarrass you because you didn't know about them sooner and you haven't already been using them. That's how embarrassing you'll feel. You'll be like, damn it, this should have been part of my life. Now it is. And now I'll tell all my friends. That's texasbeardcompany.com. love the smell of a well-kept beard. Oh, yeah. And ladies, if you've got a beard or maybe something going on downstairs, <laughs> hair's hair. It all works. <laughs> I love the smell of a well-kept, groomed area that we shan't speak of. But if you want to, you know, show me, that's fine. We and while they don't necessarily recommend their products in these ways, Terpster has a point. Not for internal use. No, let me put that out there. But for topical (laughs) use, go cray, go cray. Yeah, go crazy as you want, and get that soup smell out of your beard. Put something good in there. Mm. Uh, That's gonna do it for this episode. We'll be back next week with a brand new third episode that will be sponsored again. If you guys can get us to our goal per episode, which you can find over at Patreon.com/slash/HypoHelp, that will go a long way into making it so that this show is sponsor-free. Uh, it'll be us only mentioning the Patreon here occasionally and doing a show on the regular. Uh, so please consider it. Even just a little bit a month helps. I mean, imagine a buck a month. Like, what would you spend that on otherwise? That's not even like a full trip to Starbucks or something. Uh, Equally, if you are super stingy and tight, okay, I'm putting it out there. Some of you listening have no intention of giving back. That's fine. What you have to do so you can sleep at night yeah. is leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, share the podcast with your friends, help get the the word out that hypothetical help is back. Yes. Because everything like that helps us a lot. It doesn't have to be money. If I had the option, you know, definitely I prefer money. Just FYI for anything. <laughs> uh, people people sometimes like, ah, oh, Terps, I made you this, this picture. I, I hope you like it. Of course I like it. I'm flattered. Would have rather had the cash though. Sure. So sure. You know, if, they, you know, if they'd spent money on materials, don't worry about that. Yeah. Mom, Just these socks, the these Christmas socks are lovely, but really, I'd have preferred the money. You know? I, you know, again, right. all, all, you know, being very fair and nice. Sure. Cash. Yeah. And those who have contributed, you are 
awesome people. And uh, and, and and a reminder that none of you get charged a thing until we hit our goal. So it's not like you're, uh, you know, waiting for somebody else to do it and still shelling out. You guys are just poised to be the reason that we can do this. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you. Don't forget hypotheticalhelp.com. We'll give you links to everything that matters uh, right there at hypotheticalhelp.com. That's links to the Patreon, to our phone number to call, uh, past episodes, current episode, all that stuff. There's even a link to the archive on the Patreon page to all the old shows we did together for years. So you can check those out as well. And those are also 100% free. 801-471-0462 is the voicemail line. Don't forget to use that. And we're on Twitter. Terpster is at the underscore T. I'm at Scott Johnson. And if you have questions for us during the week, you can always ask us stuff there as well. Uh, I think that's going to do it for us, for me, for Terpster, and for all those we've helped today. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Have you seen this boy, John Connor? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>